In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. How wonderful to celebrate St. Francis. Probably the most influential and popular saint of all the Christian saints of all time. And truly one of the highlights of my life was the sabbatical last summer, summer ago, when Lisa and I were able to go to Assisi and to Gubbio and view the great valley uh, that uh, is beneath the medieval walls of Assisi and to see what St. Francis saw and to walk where he walked, it was absolutely extraordinary. Well, what can St. Francis teach us today who live in a totally different time, a different context, to be sure? What was St. Francis experiencing in his life that would help us and encourage us in our lives? And this is the three things that came to my mind and heart. The first is that God is good. God is good. We began our worship with a colic for today, Most High, Omnipotent, Good Lord. Those words are St. Francis's words that we fashioned in a colic. St. Francis had an absolute trust in the goodness of God. And ever, whenever you talk about the goodness of God, you're also talking about the love of God. Because God is absolutely good and absolutely love and loving. God is love. Jesus came to reveal the Father to us, and that revelation is very clear. Those revealed truths about God in the flesh from the Son shows us that God is good and loving, that he is absolutely humble even, that he goes even into death itself, takes on the burden of our sin, the burden of our death and corruption, and takes it down into the grave. He does not return evil for evil. And so we have this revelation that God is good, that God is love. We should take these two revelations, the goodness of God and the love of God, and put them together and hold them at the center of what we interpret about reality, about God, about others, about every single thing. That God is good, that God is love, and we can interpret everything else around this absolute center. We can interpret our experiences, we can interpret the scriptures, we can interpret teachings, whatever they may be. Because the good news of God in Christ is just that, really good news. And the good news is about a good and loving God. And sometimes we hear corruptions of this on the radio or in books where the good news really centers around the fact that we get to escape the bad God. But remember, God is good. God is love. That is the center of everything, and we interpret everything else around those two concepts. And so St. Francis was liberated to live his life because he had an absolute 
trust in the goodness and the love of God. Well, the second is connected to the first, that God's goodness and his love is revealed to us in everyday life. God's goodness and love is not somewhere way out there, and we try to just kind of strive to get a hold of it or wait until some time after we die. No, God's goodness is revealed every single day. We, however, have to have the open heart and the eyes to see it. We have to prepare to see it. We have to be ready to see this goodness. And in Harvey, this goodness has just been springing up all over the place. We've seen acts of goodness just springing up everywhere. Why else would people from Palestine, Texas, decide to get their boats and travel all the way to Houston and come and rescue Janice and Danny Kelly from their doorstep? And this happened over and over again. Why would people from West Texas give us all that water that we could pass on uh, to Beaumont? This goodness is just springing up. And so uh, we have to be ready to see it, though. St. Francis lived in the hustle and the bustle of the medieval town of Assisi and other towns. And they, of course, were slower paced than what we live. But it was the same thing. It's all people and people are people. And you could tell who the wealthier ones were because they wore the better clothes. And I mean, it was just, you know, it's like it is, always has been. But when St. Francis left Greccio or Assisi or Gubbio, and he went out into the countryside, he could experience in the most pure form the goodness and the love of God. He could see in nature God's goodness and beauty and his love and care and provision for his creation, so much so that he would even preach to animals. And we know this because people that were there with him recorded this. Who else would come up with this but St. Francis? He would say to the birds, every creature in heaven and on earth and in the depths of the sea should give God praise and glory and honor and blessing. When's the last time you were at the campsite and you said that? Probably never, but we do sense God's beauty and his glory when we're outside in nature. He would tell the birds, my brothers, birds, You should praise your creator very much and always love him. That's what he would preach to the birds. His famous sermon, he says, you all are great creatures of God because God has given you the purity of the air to dwell. And you don't have to even try to be fed that God will take care of you and feed you. So Francis had an experience and a revelation of God's goodness every single day. And we can too, if our eyes are open, if we're prepared to see it, if we want to see it. So whether we're in nature, whether we're dealing with animals or people, whether we're at work or travel or in difficult challenges, whether it's green lights all day long to get where we want to as fast as possible or not, be ready, be ready and be open to seeing the goodness and the love of God every single day. Well, I think the third thing that St. Francis 
would teach us and encourage us is that we are to enter into and to join our life into Christ's life, our life into his life. We often talk about inviting Christ into our life, but uh, there's nothing wrong with that language. But the, the truth is our life has a time limit on it. And the whole goal of the Christian life is, in fact, to put our life into Christ's eternal life because his life isn't going anywhere. That's the life that we need. And if we do that, his life can be our life and he can accomplish many things in and through us. Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if you enter in, I'll sit down and I'll have a meal with you and I'll be with you. Today in the gospel, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden with all of the burdens of life, and I will be with you. You can partner with me. You can put on my yoke. I'm humble and I'm easy to get along with, and I'll be with you, and I'll walk with you through life to accomplish as much as we can. And so, St. Francis came to know and experience that, in fact, the best use of his life was to place it into Christ's life, and amazing things have happened. If you think about the millions upon millions of people who have been affected by that decision in St. Francis. That disposition of his heart of wanting to place his entire life into the life of Christ. People to this day are still affected by St. Francis and his manner of life across the entire globe. Well, St. Francis had deep, deep thoughts that most of us simply don't have. He wanted into his own life, in his own regular life, he wanted to experience not only the suffering of Christ, which they may sound a little strange to us, but also the love of Christ in his own day. And he uh, left a prayer from his little flowers, and I want to quote it to you. This is an actual prayer of St. Francis. Oh, my Lord Jesus Christ... I beg from you two graces before I die. The first, that during my life I may feel in my body and soul, so far as it is possible, the pain that you suffered in the hour of your most bitter passion. The second, that I may feel in my heart, in so far as, all, as it is possible, that overbrimming love with which you, Son of God, were inflamed so as to bear willingly for us sinners such suffering. Aren't those deep, deep desires and thoughts and prayers that St. Francis wanted to truly experience Christ? And if that meant experiencing the sufferings of Christ, the pain, the challenges, so that he could experience the love of Christ and that love would flow through him into the lives of others. And that's why he was able to do what he did. Well, we talk about communion, union, participation in the sacramental life of the church, entering Christ in baptism, 
being in union and communion, being fed with the life of the living Christ in communion and other sacraments. We talk about opening up our hearts to receive Christ, to be in union with him in our daily prayers. And we also talk about giving, giving and sharing the generosity and the blessing that Christ has given us. And so we are in the midst of doing that in this stewardship season, in the midst of Harvey, that our hearts would always be generous, trusting that God will provide for us, that God is good and loving, that we can experience God's goodness and love every single day of our lives if we're open to it, and that as we join our life into the greater life of Christ, Christ can do amazing things with us and in us, in his body, St. Francis, the church. Amen.